0: Welcome to Shift, a college admissions, ACT, and SAT podcast for a changing world. I'm Tyler, the founder of Achievable, and we have an affordable ACT course that uses memory-based adaptive learning to get you better results in less time. You can get a free trial of our ACT course by going to achievable.me, and if you like it, be sure to use the code PODCAST to save 10%. Now, let's get started. Today, we have Claudine Vainrub from EduPlan, and Claudine, if you could tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background, that would be great.
1: Sure. Thank you, Tyler, for having me. Um, I am originally from Venezuela, and I work with students as an educational consultant for been working with students for over 20 years in college admissions counseling and, our, and also graduate school admissions counseling.
0: Great. And um, where can we find you online if, if people were interested in learning more about you?
1: Our company is called EduPlan, and we are at www.eduplan.us. And you can also find us at EduPlan in the lower bar uh, on Instagram.
0: Great. Awesome. And then uh, I would love to just jump right into today's topic, which is developing a resume for college applications, right? And so this is something that maybe doesn't seem entirely intuitive, to students at first right because resumes are what you have when you're trying to get a job Um, but in building the your resume for your college application you can actually really start to structure your essays and a bunch of other things like about your whole application just by starting with the resume so i'd love if you could you know take it from the top and tell us why you advise your clients to do this
1: sure well for me, the resume is actually the first piece of the puzzle. When I start working with a student, I want the student to draft a resume, even if they're in ninth grade or even eighth grade, because it's a way to include in one sheet, a document, one piece of paper, everything that you feel that you have achieved so far. And it's it's very illuminating for students to see that, oh, in school, I've earned certain awards. In uh, extracurricularly I've done certain activities and see everything in one place now it's mm-hmm. also it, it's number one is really rewarding because you understand what are your core competencies but uh, on the other hand you could see also your deficiencies or where you need to work a little more oh maybe I don't have that much community service or I haven't had any work experience so far and it really supports the students to to set a path towards becoming a better candidate and just being more well-rounded and gaining experiences while they're pursuing their high school career. Um, from another perspective, getting a re- I mean having a resume is something that uh, helps you with job search. So when mm-hmm. students are looking for internships, for example, which is something that we want them to to look for it during high school. Um, they have a resume to present to potential employers. And uh, a final thing I would say is that many colleges nowadays allow a resume to be included in their in their documents in their um, application materials. So why mm-hmm. not send one if you have one? Um, it's definitely a work in progress, though. It starts. The first minute you you work with me, but then as you move along in the admissions process, you get to uh, feed it and feed the information to it, and it becomes a great document to have.
0: Yeah. So, how do you advise that um, kids get started with this process? Right. Like, I mean, again, we're talking about people that are often in sort of like ninth grade, mm-hmm. tenth grade. Like, they really haven't actually gone and had a bunch of jobs yet or even written written a resume yet, right? So how do you advise that they get started?
1: Well, great question. I feel that, uh, of course, they're not going to even have any idea of what a resume even looks like when they're 14, 15 years old, or even 16. So we, the way we do it is we try to uh, include sections that we, or teach the student what sections, to include on a resume. So for example, you're going to have a section with your education or academics. Then you're going to have a section with work experience. You're also going to have a section with, um, for example, leadership and community service. Then the athletes are going to have an athletic section. Then musicians are going to have a music section. So every student is different because they have a different background and different interests. And you can develop the sections depending on, on the student interest and likes and, and activities. Um, and of course, those sections are going to develop through time. Um, but for example, some I get some athletes that tell me, oh, but I have nothing in the arts or I'm not doing anything in the arts. Well, if you're not an artist or you're not really interested in art, you don't have to have a section about art. And same happens with... Let's say art artists that don't are not athletes, so it's not like every student has to have every single section it be the same thing, but we want them to to use their diversity to make their resume interesting and and cater to what they their core competencies are.
0: right. Yeah, I think it, it is not exactly like a resume for jobs, right? Because it's it's including things that you would never put on a job resume, potentially. Um, I am curious, um, essentially, you know, so it sounds like you just kind of get them to sort of list everything that they think should be there. Um, but what do you feel like are sort of the advantages of this? Like, do you feel like it helps the students may start to realize what they've done or, or things like that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, first about the resume not being exactly like a work resume, you are completely right. Um, a work resume or, or a resume for somebody that is actually in college already is going to have a very large section with work experience. Um and the extracurriculars are going to be just one section in the very end, the additional information, that's all. But for high school students, they don't have a, a huge section of work experience, of course. So the extracurriculars are going to be the top priority on a resume. So you'll see that, for example, a first section is going to be education, but then a second section is going to be volunteer work. If that's, something very important for the student or athletics or music. So uh, I I completely agree with you that they're totally different. And something that happens to my students is that when they transition into their college experience, they're able to use it, but they have to put the work section at the very top after education. Um, with that said, I feel that From my perspective, what I try to do with my students, and it's something that is unique from my practice, is that I want to focus not only on the admissions process. To me, the admissions process is very finite. It's, you know, a certain number of years, sometimes months, and that's it. And it ends. But whatever you learn or the students learn with me, hopefully will stay with them for a really long time. And one of the portions of our work together is the resume. So just building a resume and understanding how to market yourself within a group of adults or peers mm-hmm. is so important in life. And and that's something that maybe you won't be able to use it for some colleges because some colleges don't even uh, let you send a resume. But just understanding how to use a document To, to, for others to see you professionally is something that will stay with you forever. So that's for me, my top priority when, when completing the resume. But also, there is an activity list on the common application, which students need to fill out. And when you have a resume, the resume feeds that activity list. So that's another use of the resume we create. Um, And just like I said, even for looking for internships. Sometimes students, for example, are pursuing research uh, programs during the summer. So Mm -hmm. a resume comes in handy because those applications allow for you to send a resume. And there are so many programs over the summer that could be competitive where a resume could really make a difference in your candidacy. So definitely uh, a document that you want to have even if it sounds like, oh, it's very professional and it doesn't seem like I'm not looking for a job, but yeah, you might be looking for a job in the end. You might be looking for an internship because colleges are expecting students to get their hands dirty and learn careers and learn in action what a career feels like. And that way to make a better choice about the major you're going to pursue in college.
0: Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So then as students are uh, creating these resumes, what tips do you have for them, for doing it? Like, what are some sort of common mistakes to avoid or, or things that they should try to make sure that they include?
1: Well, first of all, try to look for templates online. Try to see what a resume looks like. Um, and, and try to model those templates. There are a ton of templates that you can look at if you just Google resume templates. Um, and, You'll see that there are some consistencies, but try to figure out what is right for you because no two candidates are going to be the same. And you don't want to just copy somebody's format and and not cater it to your um, advantages or your experiences. Um, Second thing is uh, definitely talk with your parents because your parents will remember a lot of achievements that you've had throughout your life you can always include uh, achievements from middle school up to a certain point. But I would say that's 10th grade. When you're already at the end Mm -hmm. of 10th grade, middle school becomes obsolete and you have to start thinking about experiences that will support your resume building process um, that are completed in high school. So Mm -hmm. even though you were top of the class or, honor society in middle school that's gonna be great up until end of tenth grade but from tenth eleventh grade and on you have to have that honor role or that uh honor society from high school it's not gonna be enough to have it from middle school and when you finally draft your resume just make sure that you are you evaluate yourself um thoroughly because it is your opportunity to say, Hey, maybe I need to get more involved in school activities, or maybe mm-hmm. I need to uh, join clubs, um, or maybe I need to do community service within my adjacent community, not just in my school. So it, it's really take it as an opportunity to revise and review what you have done so far and where you need to focus.
0: Right. And so that's why you recommend starting early, right? Like starting even in like 10th grade, for instance. Um, and then when, when a student does identify maybe a, a gap in their resume, um, you know, what are the ways that they can address it, right? Like what, are, what, would, so what would the next step be if they, if they built their resume and they're like, huh, I feel like I'm missing these things, right? I mean, like sometimes the things that they're missing are not really relevant, but you know that's part of the part of the them figuring out what they want to do.
1: Yes, I I completely agree. I mean, you have to understand whether a gap is relevant or not relevant, because like I said in the past, if you have a, an athlete that is not a musician, that's okay, or an or a musician that is not a a visual artist, it you know you don't have to have all bases covered, but I would say that colleges do nowadays want for students to um, show that they've had some career or professional type of experience, okay? So that's one area that I would say it's a must nowadays, Uh whether you are working at McDonald's or at the smoothie bar, or working at an investment banking firm where you're shadowing an investment banker. Those are all very relevant and very, um, whether it doesn't matter whether it, it was a paid or unpaid work experience, but you want work experience. So I would say that the two areas that are completely non-negotiable that should be on your um, high school resume are education, of course, and work experience. Now, in terms of volunteer service, leadership, that type of of engagement, it's always important to have something. Not just because you're doing the hours for graduation, for your graduation requirements, but it's more for the experience of helping your community in some way, adding value to your community. Um, I tell my students that I want them to pursue extracurricular opportunities that also add value in some way or even develop a legacy, create a legacy in your school. For example, I had a student this year that he started with me when he was in ninth grade. And we talked a lot about the Silver Knight Award. The Silver Knight Award is this fantastic award they have in Miami. I don't know if you're familiar.
0: Uh I'm and- not yeah, I'm not familiar with the Silver Knight Award.
1: Okay, so it's it's a very unique award from the Miami Herald where they provide opportunities for students to showcase uh, their uh, competency in one different area, like, for example, in mathematics, in general education, in English, in science, but it has to be combined with a community service project, okay? So the student was, since high grade, thinking about the silver knight said, oh, how can I combine my passion for, you know, education in general and also for, um, you know, my community service and my volunteer work? And so he created a project called Tutors for a Cause, where he started, de- you know, developing tutoring programs and engaging tutors for immigrant students, okay, students from immigrant families, uh, from particularly for, from Latin America. So he's now tutoring in English and Spanish. So this project, he completed it partially for the Silver Knights, partially because he wanted to give added value to his community. But it ended up being such an important part of his resume and such an important part of his volunteer work. And the most wonderful thing is that now this program has transcended, and it's going to continue when he goes to college. So yeah. (laughs) <laughs> That's the type of thing you wanna have. And when you create it, when you start thinking about it because of the resume. You wanna let it flow and let it become the the most important thing on your resume, maybe in the future, because you're looking to add value and and set a legacy for others to follow.
0: Well, and by setting a legacy you're actually doing what the colleges want anyway, which is creating something with real impact. I think that the, you know, it's not... They're not just asking for you to, like, create busy work for yourself so that you look like you're busy. Like, they want you to do things that you're passionate about and show that you really have, like, causes that you're focused on supporting, right?
1: Exactly. And it's it's going to be authentic, which is what's in very important because, some you know, you hear people saying, oh, I have to do this for college admissions. No, you don't have to do anything for college admissions. You have to do things because you want to add value, because you want to be someone that is, supports your community in ways that is needed. And mm-hmm. maybe even leave something, start a club that is going to be continued. I Um I, I have a, some students that, for example, are from other countries in the world. And they, in, in many countries outside of the U.S., honor societies are not that common. And one of the things that I tell them to do is see what it would take for your school to start an honor society. An honor society, once it started, it impacts so many students. I had a, one school here in, in Florida, South Florida, where the, the students Started a math honor society. Now it became the largest club of the entire school. So you really are impacting the community for so many years to come, and that's positive not only for you as a person, for the community, for your community, but it's also fantastic for college admissions. I I feel right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it it. It's like the best case scenario is that it's a good thing to do anyway, and then it also helps you get into college, right? I just think that um, I just think that so many times students kind of just have the goal in mind. They're just like, I just need to do something so that I can get into college, right? And I think that it's really um, it's really not supposed to be that way. Like the whole point of it is that it's supposed to be like I really care about these things. And then I'm going to put on my college resume because that's what I'm passionate about. Obviously, that's not the way that a lot of people operate. But I think that's what they are looking for. At least want to they want to think that they see.
1: Completely. And you know what? I think colleges can see through it. I believe that when they see somebody that really is doing a project because it's authentic to them and it's something they like to do. And uh, not only you are saying who you are to a college, but you are allowing yourself to feel proud of your achievement without the college result. And that's extremely important also for, because the college admissions process is very unpredictable. You don't know what the results are going to be, especially when you hear about these crazy acceptance rates of 3.41 for Harvard this year. Mm-hmm. It's it's insanely competitive. So you you know what I tell my students is don't focus on the result, focus on putting yourself your best foot forward and showing how amazing you are and the right college for you will say yes to you because they're going to see you as a, a contributing a potential contributing member of their community. And and also it's going to feel Fantastic for you to be recognized for your achievement. So focus on adding value and then the rest will come automatically.
0: Right. And I think that's also probably a good sort of segue a little bit into talking about, um, specifically like the internship side of it too. I think we covered extracurriculars really well. Um, but I think that it's important also to note that like as you're building your college resumes, the internships should also be at least somewhat relevant to what you're trying to do if possible. I think, you know, would you say that, I mean, I think that uh, a lot of people think that the internships maybe just need to be like, you know, I was a waitress or I worked you know, my dad's company like on the shop floor or things like that. Um, but unless that's what you're passionate about, I don't know if, how much that helps.
1: Oh, you're, uh, you know, I, I completely agree with you that there has to be, first of all, I would say there has to be an array of different experiences. Just one experience is okay. It's better than nothing. But mm-hmm. having, let's say, maybe a paid experience where you were at a juice bar or, a, you know, an unpaid experience, you know, sharing a doctor, for example, if you're thinking of medical school, those are, those are as important and I would say that students, you know, sometimes students come to me and say, oh, I'm not sure between doing an internship in investment banking or with a doctor because I'm not sure between, let's say, business and and medicine. And I say to them, you know what, let's do one in business and one in medicine so that you Mm -hmm. can discard. Sometimes uh, an internship gives you a, a, a not so good experience or you can realize that, you don't want to do what you were doing at the internship. And right. that's as important and as as supporting of, of your exploration, as having an, a fantastic experience in an area that you ended up loving. I Sometimes I feel like, for example, my students that have told me, oh, I want to be a doctor. I had one that completed an internship with a doctor. He The internship was not very not super formal. There was a lot of shadowing. He did a little bit of research with the doctor, but it was not something with a program. And then the following year, he was able to pursue an internship. His uncle had worked with a very large biomedical firm in, in Los Angeles, and he was able to go there and have an internship, like a real internship program where it was set, but it was in biomedical engineering. He thought, well, I know that the medical school profession is very long and I don't know if mm-hmm. I really am ready to commit or ready to, to say, yes, I want to be a doctor. So I'm going to take the other road and see if by any chance I like engineering, because if I like biomedical engineering, that might be a, a shorter career with, you know, very profitable as well. So why not? So. At the end of the two internships, and this was one year, I think, from nine to tenth grade, no, sorry, ten to 11th, he did the um the medical, and then the the eleven to twelve he did the the biomedical engineering, right? When he came back, he said, Jordine, you know, I loved the internship in biomedical engineering in terms of how it was very structured and I learned so many things. But even though the medical experience was less structured and less interesting, I realized I want to be a doctor. I want to work with patients. And so he was able to immediately discard engineering. And now he's studying urology in New York, by the way. So he's done with his process. So this was a little while ago. Um, right. but it was so rewarding to have those two experiences and then be able to make up his mind.
0: Yeah, and that is the point of all this, right? Like, I think a lot of people kind of see college as the goal, but college is actually just, like, a step <laughs> on the journey of your life, as hokey as that maybe sounds. Like, you eventually are going to get a job, and that job will probably be in the degree that you got from college, but maybe not. And the whole point is that you're supposed to be kind of narrowing down what you actually want to do as you're doing all
1: of this. Completely. And learning about yourself, learning about your likes and dislikes. And also, you know, some students, they do different internships and they realize that they like different things. And that's totally okay too. If that's the case, then you want to make sure that or, you know, counselors, we want to make sure that this student has many options in the colleges that they apply to. So that they can easily switch from one to the other and explore and, and just do what their passion and their, what makes them curious and what they're talented at. But having those work experiences primarily during their high school career is, is deeply rewarding and, and eye opening. And I would say even if the answer is I'm still unsure, at least they're going to have some interesting stories to tell in their admissions process, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, great. Any other closing thoughts before we wrap up this topic?
1: Create a resume. It's very important. I would say every student should have their own resume, should have their list of accomplishments in front of them, and, and feed it. Feed it every two, three months. Keep it uh, you know, current. Keep it updated. And and be, be tough on yourself, uh, you know, try to explore, try to see what uh, experiences are out there. If a teacher asks for volunteers, raise your hand, you know, just be active in becoming the best version of yourself, not just for college admissions, but because it's a challenge and it's going to support you for the rest of your life.
0: Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. This has been Shift, a college admissions podcast for a changing world, hosted by Tyler from Achievable with Claudine Vainrobe from EduLab, EduPlan, excuse me. And uh, you can get a free trial of Achievable's ACT course by going to achievable.me, and you can use the code PODCAST to get 10% off at checkout.